comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Why watch the local news when you can listen to us? And welcome to Half Hour Wasted episode 517. This is your co-host Brad Milo speaking. And this is your friend Frank. And is this the part where I say it something? It is. I yes, it is. Hi, kids. <laughs> okay. That's um, great. Nervous. That's so great. You, you really got to work on your intro. Yeah. By the way, it looks like uh, uh, Voyager, which I'm watching on Paramount Plus. I think it's uh, I think it's still interlaced video. Which is the craziest thing ever. Well, I did watch on Paramount Plus. I, I only watched a little bit of um, um, the Borg episode with uh, with Picard because I wanted to see if, if they were using the uh, the up-resed uh, HD version. Looks like uh-huh. they, they are. It looks beautiful. In Next Generation? Uh, yeah. Wow, cool. I'm, uh... I, I assume. I mean, the colors were just bright and the effects looked strong. I was looking at a uh, uh, one of my favorite Voyager episodes before we logged on, uh, episode called Hope and Fear, after I saw an article uh, on my uh, on my news feed about uh, uh, Jonathan Frakes discuss, uh, discusses which Star Trek ship is the fastest. And I said, well, duh. I mean, obviously it's the, uh, the Borg with their, you know, transwarp. But, you know. Turns out that uh, that may or may not be the fastest. Speaking of news feeds, Brad. Yes. What? Oh, oh well, hang on. It's okay. We got this one. Yeah, okay. It's time for our uh, new favorite segment. Google headlines from Brad's phone. Falcon and Winter Soldier will deliver the MCU promise WandaVision couldn't. Who knows what that wow. means? That's, uh, that's news with an agenda there. I'm uh, looking forward to Falcon and Winter Soldier. I need to watch uh, Captain America Winter Soldier and then Civil War to prepare. I'm super excited. I wonder excited. who wrote that headline so I, can, so I can flame them via social media because they're wrong. The, well, um, I, I tell you what. I tell you who, who the website was Screen Rant. So anything, in my oh, opinion, anything Screen Rant uh, publishes is all clickbait. So yeah, they they they. If you they listen, if you that. if you are listening and you run the Screen Rant website, uh, you can go directly to hell right now. Wow, because your website <laughs> is complete garbage. I wasn't going to go that far, but oh, I will. Yeah, I don't want them to burn in hell, but. 
No, I don't want them to burn. I just want them to go there and oh, visit okay, okay. and visit and realize yeah. that they're feeding into the misery that humans experience. You know, we didn't we didn't have a discussion like we did last time uh, about Wanda via text. Uh, so this is really going to be the first time that we uh, that we kind of talk about it. So why don't we just kind of dive in? This was We're Bill gonna... in our last uh, discussions about oh boy WandaVision. This is Bill. <laughs> He just couldn't believe that we were the way we were about WandaVision. Today's word is apoplectic. Excuse me. Let me pronounce that correctly. Today's word is apoplectic. <laughs> I don't think you pronounced it any okay, differently gonna, than you did the first time. I'm going to keep saying this until I get it right. This may take a while. You all might want to go get some snacks. So we're going to talk about <laughs> WandaVision episode nine and then the series as a whole, right? How right. many times have you guys seen the finale? Uno. Oh. Same here. I was gonna rewatch it and then I this morning and then I elected to to watch the new assembled episode where they go behind the scenes and show how the, the TV show was made, which was really cool okay. by the way. Um but I think I I've got it pulled up on my TV right now so I can kinda skim through it as it were. Kind of follow along. Yep. I'll do a I'll do a quick recap. Do I'll just up. read it from the wiki and uh and then we'll kind of dive into it. The series is called the series finale and it starts like this. Uh, uh, Agatha attempts to take Wanda's chaos magic, but is interrupted by division who tries to kill Wanda before her conditional, her conditional vision intervenes. The two visions fight throughout Westview while, uh, Agatha frees the residents of Westview from Wanda's control Pleading with Wanda, they convince her to open the barrier. She stops when Vision and the twins begin to disintegrate. But before Haywood and Sword enter, Monica frees Pietro, who is actually an actor named Ralph Boner, from Agatha's control. And then helps the twins stop Sword's Vision restore Vision's memories. Wanda places magical ruse around the barrier and prevents Agatha from using her magic, and Wanda traps her as Agnes. Wanda says goodbye to Vision and the twins before collapsing the hex, and then goes into hiding. In a mid-scene credit, Haywood is arrested while Monica is informed by a scroll that her friends, uh, that a friend of her mother wants to meet. In a post-credit scene, Wanda is studying the dark hold from her aerial form wherein she hears the twins cry for help. Uh, I'll go ahead and dig in uh, series-wise. Um, I thought the the finale was was fine. Um, I, I kept referring back to what I thought of the series as a whole, which definitely had high and, in my opinion, low points. And uh, in the end... Oh, here, you know what? I'm just going to bring up my notes because I think I just have it, have them there. Um, in in this series, we spent more time with Wanda and Vision than probably any other MCU character in this whole series. Well, the and, name of the show is Wanda Vision. Yeah, and I'm talking. Well, I'm talking time spent. You know, if you take all the on screen of all the characters, oh. this this may be the most. And even though I we spent all this time with them, I still didn't feel connected with them. 
the question of does Wanda grow uh, as a character? Well, I, I'd say partly because she discovers that she is a powerful being instead of just a broken orphan with powers. She lost vision, you know, her love, but she got vision back in this hex, but then she ends up losing him again at the end, but she didn't really lose him because vision is still out there in a different form. Um, her kids and her family, when they come into the story and then lead the story, it just feels, it doesn't feel to me earned or attached as, as characters, because we see them so briefly. And the only time we really get to learn about the twins is during that Halloween episode, you know, about how they think and their personalities and stuff, but we don't get to spend a lot of time with them. And Agatha, she's, she's a great character. I love her, but I don't quite understand her motivations, uh, in this series other than wanting more power. She wants the, the power of the Scarlet Witch, but there's not a backstory about why she wants it. You know, I, I kind of wish there was a side story about her maybe wanting to bring a loved one back or, you know, wanting to make the world the way she thinks it should be or to her to be the most powerful. She just kind of wants the power and we're left with that. Uh, the series starts off sad and it ends sad, but with a purpose, and that's for Wanda to develop her powers. But broadly speaking, the world that she lives in, the MCU, uh, the citizens of it, they don't quite, you know, uh, understand her as a character. So we're still kind of focused just on her. So that being said. I give it two and a half reverse flashes, the series as a whole. And uh, in my opinion, it is not required viewing, viewing at all. You don't need to see this to understand the MCU. Well, you don't need to see this to see the MCU, but you need to see this to understand, you know, Wanda's place in things, especially when you watch the next Doctor Strange movie. If you don't watch this TV show, you're going to wonder why is Scarlet Witch this way? Um, you said something, one of your points, oh, I don't think Agatha, I wanted to say, I don't think Agatha, we needed motivation. I mean, it, I I agree, uh, disagree 100% with you as far as you needing to see, we don't need to know why bad guys do bad things. They just do bad things. That's what they are. They just they want more. That's basically the things with bad guys is they just want more. Um, to me, that's enough. Uh, and I think it might have even distracted. We got distracted enough from the main story in this in other ways. I don't think we needed another flashback with Agatha. Well, we got enough flashback seeing her tied up on the, you know, being burned at the stake. Right. Um, I, uh, I think you do need to see this to understand maybe Wanda's place in the future MCU pro, uh, projects. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think uh, I wanted, I, I don't know what this means, but I wanted to see Wanda suffer for what she did to all those people. And I don't, okay. I don't think she suffered enough. She lost vision again, but I, I just, I think she got off too easy. 
she ruined people's lives unknowingly, not on purpose, but she ruined people's lives. And I think she should have suffered more for it than because basically she ended up being rewarded for it. Now she's arguably the most powerful character in the MCU. You know, that's, she a, is, she that's is, an interesting point. She is the Scarlet Witch. She rivals uh, Thanos's power level with the when he has the Reality Stone. She is a walking Reality Stone now, and she. I would hate to see her and Captain Marvel team up and decide. You know what? Let's just take over the universe because they could do it. Um, I think, uh, I'm sad that the vision is that we, as we know him is gone. And I do believe he is gone because even though the white vision got access to his memories again, he's not going to be the same vision. Um, he'll always have some baggage. Uh, I liked the show. After episode three, I'll give it, I'll give it four reverse flashes. Um, wow, that's 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 a big rating. Yeah, uh, I'll give it four because it, you know, the first two epi- the first three episodes, two and a half episodes, you know, which kind of is kind of a bog down for me. Uh, but it picked up. I love the MCU as a whole. And I think this is a neat corner that we, um, visited. Um, again, I, I think Wanda grew a little bit, but not enough. She, I think she needed to suffer more. Yeah. She was in pain. Yeah. She lost her kids. Well, the kids weren't real. You know, I'm sorry. She lost vision. Well, he wasn't real. I mean, I get I get the whole recreating things because you're grieving. I get it, but I I, I feel like it need to be communicated a little better. Like uh, because I mean she uh, the, those town people or you know you can see the pain on their face in that last episode. Yeah, especially the Dottie character. I don't think she suffered enough to make up for what she did to the townspeople. And I think I hope we see her with some. PTSD in the future. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think the fear is that, uh, this is going to possibly transition Wanda's character into a villain. Who's fear? Your fear? Uh, I think it's reasonable to assume that I've read that in a couple of articles and I, I kind of generically agree that it's a possibility. I don't expect that to happen. Um, I, I don't want that to happen, but, uh, I could I could see a, a a Marvel Cinematic Universe where yeah she ends up um, she ends up being an antagonist and you know um, there is precedent for that in in Bucky Barnes you know I mean he was good then he went bad but now he's good again yeah I mean this uh, this may be uh, the the classic you know hero's journey where you know it starts out she's kind of wondering who she is she finds out she's not super happy with it. Um, maybe she turns a little bit and, uh, she ends up uh, redeemed at some point in the near future, you know, three or four movies down the line. Um, it's, it's really interesting that, uh, 
you know, everybody said she's going to have a huge part in uh, Doctor Strange dose, but you know, not a big surprise. We have no idea what that actually means. Um, I kind of hope that uh, she is not some kind of walking Deus Ex Machina or some kind of God breaker or something like that. But I wonder, uh, I thought it was really interesting. Uh, you, uh, you mentioned that, uh, her and Captain Marvel decide to gang up and take over the universe. Yeah. Let's hope that doesn't happen because these seem to be two characters that are almost bizarrely overpowered. Um, I, I can't quite figure out, you know, cause the MCU and Kevin Feige to this point have really kind of done almost nothing wrong. And, I don't think this is wrong, but uh, I also think that it leaves so many questions as to you know where you go with this. I mean, are they are they talking about uh, opening up antagonists, not necessarily Scarlet Witch, but you know antagonists like um, you know Annihilus or Galactus or Mephisto or or you know Kang coming up that are so overpowered themselves that we have to you know is this the dragon ball z effect where you start out and everything's kind of cute uh, by the time you get uh you know a few years in you know the stakes continue to ratchet up and get higher and higher to the point where you have to have you know a character like thor you know is, is basically uh, you know the blue beetle compared to these other characters you know do you do you have to keep amplifying power sets to match you know the the bad guys um if so uh, i guess we're gonna need the scarlet witch and captain marvel but uh, it makes me it does make me kind of wonder where we go from here and i uh, think i think kang is scheduled to come on bill i yeah, think he's yeah, gonna be in marvel yeah that's why i said he's, marvel he's, too. okay it's it's you know it's a poorly kept secret that uh we believe he's gonna be you know the next uh boss battle so to speak and it may take a number of movies to get there. Um, we're not sure. I can't imagine uh, Kang shows up in Doctor Strange, but uh, uh, does he show up in uh, Quantumania? Uh, maybe I just haven't read up enough. I'm I'm a uh, I'm a classic uh, uh, avoider of spoilers generally. Um, you know, if some smacks me in the face, uh, okay, but I don't go searching for him. So uh, I don't know exactly when Kang is showing up. I just know that he is he's in route. So look out MCU, a time traveler is coming. I, I did like the, uh, character development and all the characters in this series though. I have to applaud them. Uh, Agatha is just amazing and I'm glad they did not kill her <laughs> because I want her to pop up some more. She is a lot of fun. Catherine Hahn is amazing. I, uh, I gotta think that, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just guess that uh, she will come back and she will partner up with uh, with Wanda at some point um, to do something to somebody. Well, you know, Loki started out as an adversary and an argument could be made that he's changed and he's an anti-hero now. Oh, the Marvel Universe is chock full of, uh, of anti-heroes who become heroes. It's, uh, again, part of the classic hero's journey. But, uh, yeah, I mean, from... Bucky did it? Well, uh, you know, the original was the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Yeah. Who were part of uh, Magneto's uh, Brotherhood of Evil. And did, uh, 
Next thing you know, they go on to uh, replace uh, most of the founding members, the Avengers. So, yeah. uh, wouldn't it be cool if Loki and uh, Agatha teamed up somehow? Yeah, <laughs> Or there'd be some hijinks going on there, boys. Oh, because they, uh, you know, they would work together, but they would never trust each other. So they would always be, uh, you know, they would always be working together, but always have a backdoor plan. Uh, God, I would love to see that. As long as they don't like look at each other and kiss. You know, I always hate that just seems so stupid and forced when like the two villains who hated each other, you know, cause all, everybody <laughs> wants power, you know, every, a villain is, is a villain's enemy also, you know, right. Until you decide, Oh, we could team up and, and get the bad guys that way. But you just don't kiss. That's just stupid. <laughs> yeah. You just don't kiss. It's just dumb. Everybody knows that it's dumb. I'm looking at the, on my TV, I'm looking at the, the fight scene between Agatha and Scarlet Witch as uh, Scarlet Witch is throwing, you know, red fireballs, magic fireballs at Agatha, and most of them are hitting Agatha, but every once in a while she'll miss and go wide and hit the hex, you know. And I was talking to Ashley about it, and she goes, I can't figure out why Ag- why Wanda would miss every once in a while. I'm like, she was creating the runes all inside the purpose. hex. Yeah, so it and was she, on purpose Yeah, time. and she went, Oh, like I it was on the phone, but I could see the light bulb go on over her head. I said, remember <laughs> yeah. when Agatha said, you know, she was in a room and all the purple runes are on the walls and Wanda couldn't use her magic. I said, that's what Wanda was doing at this point. She's like, okay. And she Did was, you- she was amazed at how powerful Wanda was, uh, you know, to begin with, or, you know, as the series went on, I said, you have no idea. I said, you need to read, uh, house of M, the comic house of M. If you want to know just how powerful Scarlet Witch is. Did you guys, uh, know that that's what she was doing during the battle? I, I didn't. And when it was revealed, uh, I, I did a little cheer. I was just like, Oh my God, that is so smart. Oh, yeah. that to me that that came out of you know, I, I saw that coming from you know a, a a parsec away, and I was I thought it was one of the few failings of the the writing staff that Agatha didn't realize that's what was going on, you know, Agatha Agatha seems to take some some comfort in the fact that Wanda keeps missing her. It's like really, you think Wanda's doing that on purpose? You think she's just She's just shooting blindly and just just flailing, you know. Energy I did. One hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, did. I did too. I'm okay. so glad I didn't see that coming. Nice. I mean, I yeah. I had assumed it was just because she was a little spent and tired, you know, and yeah. and uh, not as polished uh, with this power. That's that, that was me to. That's me in in retrospect. I think that's what I was thinking. So it it thing. didn't catch me off guard. I like to be surprised. They spent some story capital explaining that uh, uh, Agatha, which makes perfect sense, but Agatha had been, you know, honing her abilities for literally a few hundred years at that point, and the Scarlet Witch had been honing her abilities for a couple of years at that point. So, you know, maybe a decade tops. Um, so it it made sense that uh, Agatha was 
maybe a little bit cocky, but to not realize that uh, that those things are that that why would you assume that uh, that Wanda was missing you, you know, um, without it being on purpose? Uh, uh, I, I thought the uh, I thought the final episode was pretty close to a work of art. Um, I'm I'm getting a little tiny bit of fatigue, um, and this is something. This is not a new thing, but uh, uh, Guardians Two, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Uh, I'm sure the list goes on and on of movies that are really really awesome. And they spend the last third of their runtime trying to jerk tears out of you as hard as they can. And uh, you know my uh, my longstanding uh, battle with uh, uh, emotions. And uh, I don't know. I uh, I understand why it had to happen, and I think it was handled pretty well. Um, but uh, but dang, uh, someday. Someday there's going to be a movie or TV show that just ends on a positive note. We're all going to go, oh, that was cool. That was fun. Uh, as opposed to having to wonder what the future holds for now that uh, her world's crumbled about her and, uh, you know, she's having to start from scratch and, uh, you know, all that stuff. Uh, I agree. Uh, this is only part of her own personal punishment, I guess, for doing unto the, the poor citizens of Westview. Do we ever get a sense whether or not uh, uh, citizens were imported into Westview or did she just subsume all of the people who already lived there? I think it was the, the latter. Yeah. I think they, uh, they all lived there, especially in the, was it the episode before where we follow um, Wanda's journey? And as she drives in that, ta- that town for the first time, right. she sees the residents that eventually become characters in her in her work, in her sitcom. Yeah. I think that, uh, the, uh, one of the most powerful moments, uh, of the series and certainly of the final episode was when the, she's there in the town square with, uh, the residents who have, uh, who have woken up and they tell her that every time she had nightmares, there were their nightmares as well. Every time, you know, they, they couldn't even have their own dreams. Mm. Uh, I thought that was, uh, one of the coolest single lines of the entire, uh, the entire set of nine episodes. Um, I, uh, I think WandaVision was, uh, was pretty amazing. Uh, um, I think I'm going to give it, uh, a, a big fat 4.0 reverse flashes out of five. Um, I'm surprised. Uh, well, I, uh, I would have expected higher because I gave it a four. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, unlike you guys, I really, uh, I, I found it. I found the, the first three, four episodes to be very meaty and, uh, uh, wonderful and, uh, mysterious and, uh, very mystery boxy. And I was intrigued by the whole thing. And I, I really enjoyed it. And we went over all this last week, so I, I won't uh, keep beating that horse. But um, I think this suffered from a little bit of third actitis where, okay, we've set up this really cool mystery. Uh, now we have kind of solved the mystery. And with the exception of a couple of comic book twists and turns towards the end, uh, the end becomes kind of mechanical. Uh, and I mean like the last three episodes. Um to me, this can very easily be, you can easily pigeonhole this, this show into 
first third, three episodes, second third, you know, the middle three, uh, the final third, you know, the third act is the last three episodes. And I thought the last three episodes were engaging and uh, uh, worth watching. But, you know, the the mystery and a lot of the so-called magic of the show at that point was gone. And now it became more of a procedural Um you know, okay, we've now established all the players, you know, on the chessboard. Now we got to finish this this chess game out. And uh, I found that, um, you know, not as entertaining to me as the ramp up to what the heck is happening, and who are all these characters? And ooh, look, uh, there's a uh, there's a an awesome new character uh, named Monica Rambo. And who is this uh, nosy neighbor? And uh, um, you know, how is the uh, how is the town bully, uh, Dottie, uh, going to receive her comeuppance? Which, by the way, she didn't. Neither uh, did neither did Mr. Hart. In fact, we never saw Mr. Hart after the first episode. I wonder... Yeah, there were a couple uh, of threads left out. Well, none of those people deserved comeuppance. Because they, yeah. they were prisoners in there. And we find that out. Um, but in episode two, you're shaking your fist at Dottie going, You... You, I oughta. I, I think I, I said this in a previous episode uh, that I really thought that Mr. Hart and Dottie had a a bigger role to play in the future of the series because Wanda had to get uh, their approval, and it, it felt to me that they were they were something important. You know, they they were important beings in this universe. You know, we find out at least with Dottie that uh, they were just residents like everyone else. Mister Hart still seems to be a mystery. I will. Uh, I'll give uh, uh, Jack or Jace Schaefer, Matt Jack. Shack, Jack. Yeah, because uh, Jack is uh, Jack is. Ooh, it's a lady. Yeah, uh, I, in in the um, <clears throat> in the assembled episode I mentioned, okay. uh, she's she talks and and people call her Jack. J-A-C, cool. but it's pronounced okay. Jack. I wonder if that's uh, Jacqueline. Who knows? Um, I'm sure I'm sure Wiki will tell us. Um, not me right now. I'm not going to go look it I up. I love the fact that the answer's out there. I can just imagine in her career, you know, going by Jack, people assume it's a man when they hear somebody being talked. Oh, Jack Schaefer's going to direct this or whatever her last mm-hmm. name was. Oh, that's cool. You know, it's some bigoted white man. <laughs> you know, assuming another white man's going to direct something, and in walks this woman. Where's Jack? I'm Jack. Oh, <laughs> you know, what oh, I mean, I think no, yeah, Make I, it happen. You did not just do that. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't that the plot for that Goldie Hawn movie Wildcats, where she coaches a <laughs> football team? Uh, but she gets hired, uh, but they don't know she's a woman when she gets there. Frank, I, I, you're thinking of quarterback princess, okay? It was It's actually the reverse plot of Anchorman 2 when Ron Burgundy hears that uh, somebody, the president of the network or whatever is a woman, uh, in walks the woman and this man, and he goes right up to the man, and he goes, Linda, glad to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. I forgot about that. Yeah, I adore <laughs> Scarlet Witch's new costume at the end of the episode. I think it's uh, beautiful. I love it. Very appropriate. Yes. I love it. I did hear that uh, 
uh, that uh, Elizabeth Olsen was was happy with it too because her last few costumes have been very booby, yeah, like cleavage, and she didn't want that at all. So it's wonderful. The, it she looks badass. You can still she? tell she has boobs, but you don't need to <laughs> oh, see. The, you know what I mean? But you don't need to yeah. see the cleavage. Yeah, I don't know if you guys are aware, but women they've got boobs, <laughs> and usually they stick out a little farther than the rest of the front part of their body, mm. and so. Wait a minute. Yeah. Next thing you're going to tell me that they have to design like armor differently for them or something. Sometimes so, they need so Brad, a little more room in the chest area was, for women. I so, was this, so this lump in the front, is this a boob right here? No, that's your belly. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Okay. Now, above those are man boobs. Uh, <laughs> see, I, I, was, I was under the impression that everybody was exactly the same and there were no differences whatsoever. No, no. Go outside. Uh, I know it's been a year, but go outside and look, and you'll see there's lots of differences. Oh, I got to tell you guys this. If I went out right now, it'd be a wet t-shirt contest. Is it raining? Yeah, it's raining up here. Oh, Totally off topic, but I got to tell you this. Tangent. Tangent. And this happened maybe four or five months ago. Does it have to do with boobs? Kind of. Okay. Please say yes. (laughs) I was in a grocery store wearing my mask, shopping. A very lovely lady is in another part of the uh, store. Of course, she's wearing a mask too. And really, the only thing I can kind of see about her, she's very, I, she looks very pretty, but she has a tattoo on her foot. She's wearing flats. And uh, she has like a, some intricate IV tattoo on it. And I go, that's a, I can go talk to her because of that. So I wheel my buggy up to her and I go, hey, hey, nice tattoo. <laughs> she says, without looking at me, nope. And, <laughs> and so I don't say anything. I just wheel my buggy away and leave. <laughs> Did it sound like this? Uh, no. <laughs> no, it, it, it was, you know, you when you feed back on it and think back on it, maybe she had a bad day. Maybe, you know, because it was in the afternoon, maybe she'd gotten off work. Uh, you know, she was just, she, maybe she just wanted to shop and not be bothered. I don't know. But just her nope was nope. Um, pretty priceless in my in my book. I kind of respected that. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> nope. <laughs> How you doing? Okay. Nope. Back to one. <laughs> Do you know where the nope? Can you help me find the nope? That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when was uh, the last time you saw chocolate milk? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Who would uh, eat but, peanut butter flavored? Like, nope. Uh, so we I have been meaning to tell you that story for a while. Awesome. When you started talking about boobs, that reminded me. Pardon me. I, I've fallen and I can't get. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we don't know where white vision is. That's a question mark. Right. Correct. Now they, they both flew off to parts unknown. What do you mean they? Who's they? Well, Wanda as well. We, we well, know Wanda's in an attic somewhere. Yeah. We uh, know um, where she is. We know her astral form. We know her situation, but we don't know where White Vision is. Okay, let's talk about the two end credit scenes. I, I, can, can we jump to the Wanda version one first? Brad, can you cue that up end? and just watch? At the very end? Yeah. Yeah. Let me. That shot is a wonder. Oh. Okay. Hang on. Watch this. 
<clears throat> um, I'm gonna share. Sure. I'm gonna share screen. Fatality. Okay, so you guys can see it too. Okay, yep. so it's a drone shot. It looks like a drone shot coming in towards yep. the house. Yep. We see Wanda sitting there thinking with a cup of coffee. She stands up. She's wearing a very drab outfit, very drab. Nice brown tan with the men, melds nice with the cabin. She walks in. Very old-timey cabin in the woods. I would love to live there for a summer. That would be awesome. <laughs> Camera pans right goes back into the house into the bedroom now we pan right again and there is the astral form of wanda looking at the dark hold is it hold or home dark hold, uh, hold. i say hold yeah i think it's hold yeah, and it's she can hear the children's voices so obviously she is let me stop sharing <clears throat> obviously she is more powerful now than Doctor Strange? At least in the astral projection department because her corporeal form is moving independently of her astral form. And, and every time we've seen the astral form thing happen with Doctor Strange or the Hulk, the corporeal form, you know, when the Ancient One pops his astral form out of his, out of his body, yeah. it just falls and it, it's still... That's an excellent point. I in never fact, realized that. That's the first time we've, uh, as far as I know, and I think I've read every single Doctor Strange comic ever, literally, um, but we have never, ever, ever seen before uh, someone split their astral form out and their corporeal form still be ambulatory. Uh, the, the physical form has always been inert and still when the astral form was doing its thing. So, We've never seen that in comics. We've certainly never seen that in the movies. We've just we've never seen that. Period. That's a brand new idea, a brand new concept, um, which will certainly have implications. Hmm. What Interesting. we have, yeah. But yeah, it. Um, I'm just because I'm kind of a, a Doctor Strange Homer. I, I I find my. I think it's interesting that I find myself resistant to the idea. Well, she can't be more powerful than Doctor Strange. You're not more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. Well, she may be. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, give you guys that. And uh, Agatha said as much, too. Yeah, Agatha said a lot of things, though. I'm not necessarily willing to take Agatha's word for it, but I will take that as a... I'm not going to take that as gospel, but I will take that as a word of warning. How about that? I will consider the fact that it may be true, but I do not expect that it is. (laughs) And it makes you wonder, you know, in in Doctor Strange 2, does... uh, you know, I, I don't, eh. I mean, it's a comic book movie, you know, so we'll, we'll probably see it, but you know, does Dr. Strange and Wanda, do they have to fight each other before mutual respect and the team up to take down the big bad, blah, blah, blah. That would be a, a fairly linear and, and uh, done set of uh, storytelling tropes there. So surely they're going to do something different. Oh, that's fun. This is the uh, the mid credit scene. Yeah, for, I queued up the uh, mid credit scene for you guys. Now, the FBI agent escorts Monica into the movie theater, and she shape shifts back into a scroll. Now, I'm assuming I could be wrong, but I'm assuming this is supposed to be the same lady scroll that we've seen in the movies. Uh, I think that's absolutely got to be the case. Um, uh, I I don't have confirmation, but the reason I said I'm assuming. 
Now that I think about it, it doesn't have to be. It does not have to be the same Lady Scroll. It but does not look the, like the same actress to me, though. It's one of the original the, four, though, I'll bet. Original four? From Captain Marvel? There were four scrolls? Weren't there? Or were there three? I thought it was... Uh, there, there were probably four. One did die, end up on the oh, autopsy table. Oh, that's right. I thought at the end uh, there was just the two, the man and the woman. And, and then, that's you know, Spider-Man. And then, awesome. we, yeah, we saw them in Spider-Man, the last Spider-Man right. movie. I think... I think it doesn't necessarily have to be the same Lady Scroll. Um, well, well, uh, I mean, if you, uh, I mean, being a scroll, she can take any form she wants. So, yeah. I mean, she doesn't necessarily have to look like. But um, when she's in her scroll form, I can't tell if this is the same actress or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, also, if they're, if they're setting up Secret Invasion, uh, yeah. which this is probably a backdoor soft pilot to yeah, Secret could. Invasion, then clearly there has to be more than three two or three scrolls on the planet. So yeah, uh, yeah it, it makes sense. This, this could be someone else who's just working with the, the scrolls we've already seen. Well, she says, we've got a friend who wants to talk to you. You guys, we obviously know who that friend is, right? Y'all say it. Uh, Thanos? Fury. Fury. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Bob Hope. No. Fury up in the spaceship. I mean that—that's who I assumed. What? What's the male um, um, scroll's name? Mm, I don't remember. I want to say Talos, but I'm not sure if it is. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, it, it could also be be Talos, but uh, I, mean, I mean, even if it's it is, it's got to be Fury. It's got to be. Yeah, Fury. I I feel like it is Fury. Yeah. Let's talk about. Oh, look, there she is pointing. Like up there. Oh, where's your okay. friend? Up in the sky. So yeah, it's, it's got to be wonderful. Fury. That's your answer. Let's talk about uh, Jimmy Woo for a second. <laughs> I love that guy. He's funny. Randall Park is the yes. actor. He's great. You know, he. it's pretty interesting. In, in Ant-Man and the Wasp, we were introduced to this guy. I think it was the Wasp, right? Yeah. yeah um, I think so. And uh, we see him in one at one point in the movie, we see him in his office and he's like practicing card tricks on you know sitting at his desk watch looking at a, a learn magic website on his computer i think <laughs> right and uh somebody comes in and startles him and a bunch of cards go up in the air well in this movie we can see that he actually <laughs> learned a, a sleight of hand card trick you know when, when he produces his business card yeah. that way <laughs> yeah uh so that's pretty cool he's got like a little arc this guy i think it's a little, fun. Uh, little randall park uh, uh tie-in that uh may bridge us into the next episode of half hour wasted um, uh, Randall Park, uh, uh, first came to my note, uh, uh, first came to my notice when, uh, he starred in the, uh, the, the young adult action, uh, comedy vehicle, Supa Ninjas. And in that, uh, George Takei played a character called, uh, Hologramps because he was, uh, like oh an my. AI he was an AI of Randall Park's dad. That's uh, Randall Park is the dad of one of the three Supon ninjas. And uh, yeah, George Takei is the uh, holograms, um, uh, which I found funny because I was, uh, I'm sorry, this is such a tangent, but uh, uh, watching Superman and Lois uh, yesterday, catching up on it, as it were, uh, they make a reference to uh, uh, Jor-El, uh, one of the kids uh, calls him holograms. 
Oh, that's great. That's right. <laughs> Hang on a sec. That's great. So <clears throat> yeah, that's that's a that's a very loose uh, uh, tie-in there, but yeah, we'll talk okay. about that next episode. Do you think? Do you think uh, Jimmy Woo and Darcy end up together? No. Darcy's way out of Jimmy Woo's league. <laughs> there, there was never any implied oh, you know what? flirting. I there think, was never any implied flirting, but but uh, it just, I don't know. I think magic just, is Jimmy Woo's mistress. <laughs> I, I'm not interested in shipping uh, uh, Jimmy or Darcy. No, but it was so. nice to see Darcy again. She's funny. Uh, wouldn't it be great if Jimmy Woo somehow ends up uh, becoming like a real wizard? Like he is bestowed with real magic <laughs> and he he actually can, he becomes like a minor wizard. Uh, uh, that would be kind of fun. That would be fun for him. It'd be like Mandrake or Dr. Druid or something. <laughs> I, I did think it was interesting. Uh, uh, one thing we haven't uh, touched on in this final episode, especially is a lot of people uh, say that uh, a lot of the character arcs were truncated or uh, almost abandoned in some cases. Like Darcy literally says at one point, I'm not sticking around for this. And she just leaves like in the middle of the action. Hmm. And uh, you never see her again. And there are a lot of people wondering, well, why didn't this character or that character get some closure, some more screen time, whatever. And uh, we think the answer is that uh, because they had to spend production of the final episode you know uh be thanks to friggin covid so uh i have not gone back and rewatched the episode but someone was suggesting online that uh a lot of the reason why the, the last episode had kind of a weird uh slightly disjointed feel certainly compared to the first eight episodes was because they were doing a lot of it in like pods of two like you'd have two actors you know on on step on screen at a time and they were limiting um I, I don't know how that plays in because there is that one scene in town square that that kind of that possibly disproves that but um they were all easily six feet apart though if you think about it well no not the not the uh, fbi agents never mind <clears throat> interesting you bring this up i mentioned the um assembled episode where they talk about the, the making of wandavision Okay. Um, there were a couple of shots of the scene that you're talking about, Frank, where they're all in the in the town square in the and with all the uh, town people coming up to her and saying, "Why'd you do this?" or whatever. Um, there were a couple of behind the scenes shots where most of those people on the street were wearing masks. They were huh. wearing masks. And I'm sure they all took them off, shoved them in their pockets when they rolled the cameras, you know, to film the scenes. And then when he said cut, I'm sure they all pulled them out and put them back on. And a lot of the crew members were were wearing masks as well. Um, so, yeah, it was obviously shot <clears throat> during the time of COVID a little bit. But um, I think that's a very interesting point, and I didn't even realize it. But in those crowd scenes, there's a lot of folks that are far, they are far apart from each other. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure they tested the actors every day for COVID and stuff like that. And that's why they could be close to each other. You know, um, one other thing I just remembered from the assembled episode for episode one of this show, the Dick Van Dyke, um, in black and white to get vision to look proper in black and white when he was in his vision, uh, form, instead of painting 
Paul Bettany purple, they had to paint him light blue. Ah, because yeah. on the black and white version, the dark purple was much too dark. Yeah, really. Yeah. A red, uh, a red would come across as uh, very close to black. Well, uh, black and white. Yes. And there's one shot where the where the in <laughs> episode. There's one shot in episode two where the you know bewitched episode where the black and white changes to color. Yep. And there's like. I think there's a shot of him holding Wanda, you know, like you hold the side of your, you know, significant other's face before you kiss her or whatever. Just and and she's got her hands on top of his. His hands look, and then the cha- it's black and white. But then it the, that scene changes to color. His hands look much, 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 much darker than the rest of him when he was Vision in black and white. So. He was obviously oh, okay. painted purple at that point, and then when they colorized it, so we he ended up oh. being purple. The black and white portion of that, his hands were really dark. So sweet, mind blown, man. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Well, uh, you guys want to wrap it up? Hey, yeah. Bill, uh, what does sword stand for? I forget. Sentient world observation, something response directorate something yeah, like that okay like they never did uh, oh i'm sure it's actually it's on her symbol right there on her chest and i can't read it because it's too far away but there guys there's just no way to know there's just <laughs> there's no, if only we had a way to research what sword meant i might have to go to the library when we're done recording <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, <there> you go. <laughs> All right. So, hey, uh, uh, <laughs> let, me, let me just say overall, episodes one through nine, um, I think WandaVision is to the MCU as the Mandalorian is to Star Wars. I think it was fantastic. That's a bold uh, statement. I, think it, uh, um, I don't know. I, I, I agree with Frank that you don't need to see it to understand the MCU or the MCU from here. But with that admission in place, I would say that, uh, this is one of the best things the MCU has ever done. Um, and, uh, it was fantastic to see them long form something and have as much time as they wanted to tell a story. Uh, you know, even, even, even infinity war and Endgame, which were three hour long movies, you know, you could easily make a case that they fell rushed at points. Um, it was fantastic to see them be able to stretch their legs and just take as much time as they needed, um, uh, to tell a smaller story. Uh, I just, I think it was fantastic. And I just, uh, the, the four out of five, uh, I, I knock it down a little just because I thought, uh, the, the final act was necessary and good, but it didn't have the magic and wonder of the first half of the series. Uh, with that said, I, I think it was fantastic and uh, just bravo to the MCU. And I kind of feel bad. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in that. Uh, uh, you read that headline earlier today, uh, Brad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just I, I want to pshaw. I want to I want to I want to give I want to give the hand. Well, again, to, Bill, uh, that headline. that's screen rant. It makes me wonder. um it, it, it definitely yeah. is. It definitely is a clickbaity. If you want to get anyone to click on anything, just say this is the worst ever, and or yeah. this is the best ever, and and you know you will get detractors 
uh, right. clicking on it faster than I think than uh, Grandma makes muffins on a Sunday morning. And I think the thing I love most about WandaVision is the fact that it was and presumably will be one of the most different things that the MCU has ever given us, uh, and probably will ever, because we're expecting to go with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, presumably with um, She-Hulk, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to see these TV shows that are more like a very long movie, I think. Uh, we've, we've heard reviews, the first Falcon and Winter Soldier episode, that says they pack more character development into that 45 minutes than... Uh, most characters get in entire movies and that makes sense. But with that said, I think that you're going to see much more conventional stories from here on out. And I just think that what we got with WandaVision was this, was this really pleasant little diversion. You know, this basically, this was like a twilight zone episode and, you know, in a, in a universe of, of, you know, tentpole action thrillers. So, I just I I think the uniqueness of WandaVision is something that I don't I don't see replicated in the MCU down the line anytime soon, and I just think that the uniqueness of WandaVision and uh, the fact that this, uh, even though it wasn't you know we all know that the Falcon and Winter Soldier was originally supposed to have aired before WandaVision, uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to be the first thing post Endgame, uh, unless you want to count like the Black Widow movie or something. Um, and everything that got pushed back because of COVID, I think it was, you know, I'm not glad COVID happened, but I think it was, you know, if there's any silver lining, it's the fact that this felt like a perfect way to segue from Endgame into the next phase of Marvel movies. And so, hell, maybe I need to give WandaVision a four and a half, but I'm going to stick with a four. It's just a really solid four. I was cool. going to say, cool. we need to remember this is the first MCU TV series as well but yeah true well it's not though because you said falcon and winter soldier was supposed to be the first so yeah um i'm interested to see future tv series and see what they can do i just read um an article where kevin feige said uh she hulk was gonna start shooting this year and then soon after that moon knight was gonna start shooting so oh that's something i'm excited about i'm looking forward to that especially Moon Knight, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it, Moon Knight's uh, either going to be really good or it's going to be really bad. I'm I I don't know how it could be really. I agree with you. I don't know how it could be bad considering the MCU's track record yeah. and Oscar Isaac. Um, has it been officially it, announced that he is? Has Disney I officially announced? I think it's a done deal. I mean, until they start actually shooting, I don't I think don't it's think official. Okay. Well, I, I thought that even Oscar uh, has admitted that, yeah, it, it's going to happen. So um, unless my information is out of date, I think I'm it looking is. up Moon Knight uh, on Internet Movie Database. Database. There you go. Moon Knight TV uh, show. Long, could, like shorten that to an acronym and be easier to type out. Well, and in uh, IMDb, it says stars May Callum, Callum Maui, Ethan Hawke, and Oscar Isaac. So. Boom. Um, yeah, it's on there. Oscar Isaac, Mark Spector. Huh. Okay. Well, I didn't think it was official, but, uh, well, hopefully doesn't it mean it's official if IMDb up. says it? No, it doesn't. Uh, I recently discovered that things can be very easily manipulated if you have an account with them, like a, like a, like a, uh, uh, 
a commercial account, okay. not, not just like a, a yeah. personal account. Yeah. Uh, so you can put out false rumors, but I mean that, uh, but I think they would use it mostly to withhold names and not to send you into uh, down a rabbit hole. You it, know, I, I would say if it's on there, that feels pretty substantial to me. It looks I mean, like that, it's going to be, be six episodes. How many? It looks like it's six. Oh, okay. I thought you said 96. No. It's like, man, that's a attack of a serious commitment. In that same article, Kevin Feige said winter soldier is six episodes with less than eight and a half, no, less than eight hours of content, which when you do the math, average means each episode is over an hour. Oh, cool. That is interesting because I, I swear I, I heard them mention 45 minutes uh, for the first episode. So that makes you wonder, is it going to be a 45-minute uh, uh, plate setter and then, then five movies, essentially? I don't know. Crazy, man. I can't wait to find out. Yeah. I do think that uh, we expect. Uh, uh, I mean, you can you can make some pretty easy guesses that Moon Knight is going to be the exploration of a man's psyche. Uh, you know, I wonder how much Conchu is going to play into it. But uh, you do get the impression that a lot of these other shows are going to be uh, much more much more normal structurally than uh, the Wandavision was. So uh, we'll look forward to them. Yep. Anyway, yes. Oh, cool. Good times. Well, let's wrap her up. You've been listening to Half Hour Wasted, proud member of the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at Half Hour Wasted. Leave us or any of the HHW LOD shows a voicemail at 469-298-9739. Or an easy way to remember that is Go Wax Type 9. And until next week, I'm Flank. I'm Brad. I just escaped from Westview. And we'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted. (laughs) Brad, did it record? (laughs) 